is ready. Let's go. I am your host, Chris DeBacker, and joining me in studio today are two of the finest gentlemen you will ever get to know. The first reminds me a lot of a brand new house with a leaky roof. He's generally pretty well put together, trendy and fun to show your family and friends, but every now and then he can be a little drippy, and the more you try to ignore him, the more damage he's going to cause. It's Scott Blakemore. And also joining us is a guy who reminds me of a half-lit strand of Christmas lights. Some people think his best days are behind him because he's not as bright as he used to be, but the truth is, he's still colorful and can light up a room. And ladies, he really shines and is at his best when the room lights go out. It's my guy, Joe Krupper. How you doing, Joe? <laughs> I am I am great. Great intros. Hey, and listen, though, just for the record... I think you are very bright, and Scott, I don't think you're drippy. Well, why'd you say that then? It just seemed to go. It seemed to, <laughs> it, it, it felt right at the moment, okay. but after I said it, I thought, you know, you're not you're not drippy and irritating, and Joe, you're you're a pretty bright guy. Well, I mean, you know, it depends on who you're comparing me to, I suppose, right? That's true. Okay. He's compared to you guys, I'm pretty bright. Hey, I wanted to mention before we get into Word of the Day, and before I even mention the email address, we have a new studio, guys. Oh, we're moving up in the world. We're in a new podcast studio. This is our first recording in the new podcast studio. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Custom built. Custom built. We're still putting some finishing touches on it, but I think it's got a lot of potential. And we're hoping to do video in the future. So this is our new studio that we'll be doing video in, so you might get to see it soon. Our email address is breakisready at gmail.com. Send in your emails, your comments, your questions, your thoughts. Let us know what you think of the show. So I mentioned last episode that we're going to talk a little bit about the show and how we got together and you know how we know each other and just do some mailbag stuff. So we have a few questions. I'm thinking we're not going to do them all today. Let's just do a couple and then maybe next episode we could do a few more. Let's just do like a couple minutes how we know each other. Sure. I like it. You want to share with Pete, our, our listeners how we know each other, Joe? I've never seen you guys before. <laughs> I can I do not claim you. And we're Joe. in your house. He's going to call the cops. <laughs> Joe, Who is? Joe put an ad on Craigslist. Lonely and seeking attention. Would love to do a podcast. I'm just glad you guys answered and not somebody else. Uh, no, I mean, we, so we work together, right? We've known each other for, well, I've known Chris the longest. I believe I started at my employer the, a long time ago. And Chris came in shortly right after that. 20 uh, years. 20 years. Well, was it 20 years? Well, say 20 years. We've I'm, known each other quite a while. We put. I was thinking it was more like three. I feel pretty young still. It is, so. it is 20 years at least. <laughs> 20 start, years, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we actually were in school together. I mean, so we kind of, our paths didn't really cross, but we have had, well, we've had a lot in common. For clarity, you graduated just before I started because so you're much older than me. Sort of school together. Yeah. Like I said, 20 years. <laughs> you're both alum. Of the same school. There we, we go. are. Right. We yeah. are. Yeah. And then I joined about 14 years ago. Yep. And that's when I got to know you two. We've become friends and hang out. And really, this was born out of us watching football and talking about various things. We originally thought about doing something with politics. But then as Chris and I, well, the first episode, we didn't even know how to make the mics work. I mean, it was really <laughs> like, it was bad. It's because I wasn't there. Yeah, that's right. It's because you weren't there. We didn't know how to make the mics work. We didn't know how to record on the computer. We were fumbling around. We met with a gentleman who has done it, gave us a few pointers. We took those. And really, for this being the 23rd episode that we've done, from where we started, Chris, 23 weeks ago, essentially, to where we are today, I feel pretty good about the progress we've made. 
I think we've done, ex- I, I wouldn't even want to listen to those first episodes. You know, we've started with episode eight. Right. That's our first published episode. So maybe someday we will release those first seven. But for now, they're going to stay in the break is ready vault until an appropriate time. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure I would want to go back and listen to those. Yeah, we, we, we'll do something with those someday. Maybe. No promises. But yes, I've, we've, we're friends. We know each other. We like each other. We hang out. And this is kind of just born out of our enjoyment to be together. Hey, think about that. I mean, we work together, right? Pretty consistently. I mean, we don't work 24-7 together, right? But we're at the same office together. And then we hang out outside the office and actually record a podcast together. So that's pretty amazing, honestly. And I'm not annoyed by you, by you guys yet fully. No, but you do realize sometimes you get annoying and drippy and <laughs> realize you're not as bright as I thought you were. But so, you know, that all... That is all coming out of being together for that's that right. long. That's right. That's right. So that's a little bit about how we know each other. Let's just take one other one real quick. And so, uh, well, these are two quick ones. Uh, we had a listener ask, do we really, does Joe really have to do push-ups or squats? Do we make, do we, do we actually do that when we say we're doing it? Yes, we do. I do at least. We do too. We did them. We've, we've done them. When we and we do need to get back to that because we've let Joe off the hook quite a few times. You know, Although you have answered quite a few questions, right? Yeah, yeah, but you've been a little lenient in things here and there, and I'm I'm definitely fine with that. But you know, if we get back to the hardcore yes or no, and I miss it, then if I have to do push-ups, it's going to be a little sore. That's so. true. I'm glad the I'm glad the listener asked about that because that reminds us we need to we need to keep that going. We will we will get that going. No, we don't need to. Well, I think we do. <laughs> Joe, I think you have a word of the day for us. I do have a word of the day. Today's word, curious if you guys know this, it is a noun. I'd like to clear that up before I say the word. A noun. Person, place, or thing. Thank you, English (laughs) Professor Joe. (laughs) The word is nebbish. (laughs) Nebbish. N-E-B-B-I-S-H. Nebbish. Never heard of it. Not even even a little bit. So the time frame, about 1960, 70, this word became into existence or used in the last four years has become pretty popular. Although I've never heard the word, <laughs> but you know, Google, the, the cool thing about Google is it gives you a timeline of the word and it's used quite a bit. How is it used, Joel? You got me on the edge of my seat. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you guys are this, by the way. Okay. Just for clarity. Doesn't describe me for sure. What does nebbish mean, nebbish. Joe? <laughs> it is a person, especially a man, who is regarded as pitiful, ineffective, timid, or submissive. He has no nebbish, or sorry, he is a nebbish. He has no money, no prestige, no future. I've never heard of that. So that's a person. Yeah. And you're ripping on a person who's pretty pathetic. Yeah. Refers to a timid, meek, or ineffectual person. You know, and I, you know, I think uh, more introverted people could be considered that potentially. You ever hear of that, Scott? Never. You're going to do a fantastic job incorporating that into what you got to say, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm looking through the list. And if you don't, you will be a nebbish. Oh, there's ways to yeah. do it. I mean, I, just like... just a, Nebbish. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds All right, what like else is happening? I bet the quote that you are going to use, the person was not a nebbish person. I would agree. 40 years ago, something very momentous, monumentous, momentous. <laughs> 1983. <laughs> hey, folks, by the way, if you don't listen to the end of our podcast... You're really missing out on some funnies. We put outtakes at the end. We've had a few listeners not realize that. They just go to the next podcast when the music comes on, listen to the end, some it, of the most funniest stuff we, we put out. It is worth it. If you have not listened to that, it is worth going back and listening just to the last little bit after each music outro. It's 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 great stuff. The yeah. only people that don't are nebbishes. <laughs> That's exactly. 
They are. Well done, Chris. Well done. Well done. Okay, 40 years ago. 40 years ago, a video came out on MTV. Oh. What do you think? Do you have any guesses what came out? You know? What is it? Michael Jackson, right? Michael Jackson thriller video. Yeah. And why is that? I didn't think it was that great a video. You didn't like it? Oh, no. What? But it was like the original zombies. I had an aunt visit me that week or whatever. She made us watch MTV because she was waiting for that video to come on. Really? Your aunt wanted to see it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why. Listen, anything Michael Jackson did, like there, I think he kind of made the whole like premiere of a video happen. Like it was an event from that point on. Any video, whether it was, you know, going forward, bad or any of those, his later albums, there was always a countdown to when those videos came out. And it started with Thriller. I mean, I remember as a little boy, so I would have been 11 or 12 at the time, standing in a Sears department store and they had TVs up. And I just stood there with my jaw open, watching a TV as Thriller played on it. Really? And I thought it was, I, I couldn't stop watching it. Wow. Because of it. it was Michael Jackson. The dancing was unworldly. I mean, it just was like something you'd never seen before. And then just the whole gore of it and the song itself is cool. It was just, it totally captivated me from the first time I saw it. What is the setting of the video? I don't know if, I've, I've seen snippets, I think, but I just can't place place it well it starts off again it's a it's a long how long is it scott it's 14 got, minutes yeah oh, wow it, which is really? crazy so there's multiple settings it starts in a movie theater and then he and his girlfriend walk down the street and they eventually get surrounded by these zombies so i think they end up in a like a, they walk past a graveyard and then end up in a kind of a creepy haunted type house kind of all over the place in 14 minutes wow yeah it was like a little mini movie it cost half a million dollars to make when it first came out michael jackson wanted to be a monster Okay. So when, when Thriller was written and he was talking about doing the, the video, he, it was kind of, it's kind of a vanity project for him, actually. It was, it's fun to watch. I agree with you. Oh, it's classic. And then when he turns around at the end of the video. And his right? eyes. And yeah. he's got the yellow eyes. Yeah. I well, mean, it's just, a, it, it's iconic. Yeah, because when, when, when it starts, you don't really know what's going on. He turns into a werewolf. Oh. But then he's the character in a movie that they're watching in the movie theater. Oh. And then they leave and then they get surrounded by the zombies and then he becomes a zombie and it's, it is the beginning of the movie has a little disclaimer in it right because i didn't realize that michael jackson was a jehovah's witness and really? so in the beginning of the video did i say movie beginning of the video it's a movie it's, it's, a, it's a, a mini movie yeah a mini movie right so the beginning of the video it has a disclaimer that says no way is this associated with the cult because he's a jehovah's witness it's just a it's just a movie he wanted to be a monster Awesome. Could you ever do the dance? You ever do, try to do any parts of the thriller dance? Uh, well, sure. And you saw people do it. And it's been mimicked in lots of different movies. Well, see you know. it. Can you do it now? Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anybody does the, that, the that werewolf side, claws. Yeah, those, yeah. They, okay. they would know what it is. Speaking of the dance, how many people have done a flash mob to do the thriller dance? Like, what's what's the total number of people have been involved in a flash mob to do oh. the thriller dance together? What do you think the Guinness Book of World Records is for that? 4,300. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to take the above. Yeah. And yeah. is actually I got the over. 13,597 oh. wow. in Mexico City in August of 2009. And wow. just broke into Thriller. That would have been They all did awesome. Thriller together. Yeah, that would have been awesome. The whole sequence, you know, when it it goes into they they do their dance. So 40 yeah. years ago. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. When I was barely alive back then. Listen, he Barely. was he was the best. I mean, he really was. And you look at him now, you look at those videos now, and they're not dated. The stuff that he's doing is still like cutting edge kind of stuff. There was nobody like him. And kids still listen to his music, and it's not like oldies, right? It's still very current 
it started that whole thing of like groups of people dancing together. So. He was talented, no yeah. doubt about it. Speaking of dancing, we have National Square Dancing Day. <laughs> I've never square danced before. You never square danced? No, nope, never have. Probably never will. I did in I did in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade middle school. Wow, you've got to tell school. me about that. We had a teacher that taught us how to square dance. He liked oh. square dancing, and he taught the class during gym class how to square dance. It was fun. I enjoyed it. That's cool. Did you dance with girls at that time? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. you did a little dosey do and mm-hmm. promenade. Yellow <laughs> man left. Yellow yeah. man left. Yeah. Promenade. Yep. Yep. It was fun. So was he the square dance caller? He would have been the square dance caller. Yes. Actually, I think there were the, the album they would play would have the music, and then the album would call out as you're listening to it. But I think he okay. did call some too. But yeah, I remember doing it. it. Was we learned all about it? Listen, you used that was a wedding thing. If you went to weddings back at that time, at least the weddings I went to, there was always some square dancing happening. And you never did that, Joe. Nope. You seem like a square dance kind of guy. He's square. Uh, maybe a square. Yeah, I'm He's a square. square, but I'm not a square dancer. I think you'd be great, Joe. I'll tell you what, you add that to your repertoire, man, the ladies, <laughs> they, they will not be able to stay away. They're going to be like, I thought Joe was some kind of nebbish, but man, <laughs> now that I found out he can man left and then do si do <laughs> they're going to be all about it, Joe. I got some work to do. So square dancing is a group of eight people, each taking a corner. Usually it's a male and a female, so there's eight people in total, four couples. Well, its roots come from English, Irish, and Scottish folk dance, so it's kind of where it came came with the European settlers from uh, Europe when they settled America. In fact, though, today, square dancing is the official dance in 19 states. I didn't know there were official dances for states, but... (laughs) I'm curious what the other dances are in the other states. You know what? I'll do some research on that. I'm just reading off off what... What, what that says for square dancing. But yeah, so it's it's I'm still somewhat popular. I'm guessing Michigan's not square dance. Probably more Southern. I Probably bet it, you it, it is. is. It is a more think Southern so? thing, yeah. What would, what would Michigan be? I don't know. What would it be? Break dancing. <laughs> it could be. I would think Detroit. it would be something. Yeah, well, I would think it would be something to do with... Like hip hop? No, not at all. I think like Temptations, Aretha Franklin. Mm. What would you have done mm, in yep. like Motown? Like something with Motown. Okay. Motown. Yeah, however you would dance with Motown. I don't know, but... I would, I would imagine that has something to do with okay. Michigan's I'll, history. I'll go with that. I'll yeah. go with that. We also have Red Planet Day, which is actually November 28th is Red Planet Day. And it's in celebration or commemorates the launch of the spacecraft Mariner 4 by NASA in 1964, mm. which yeah. was 20 years, almost 20 years before Thriller. 1964, spacecraft Mariner was launched and it did a flyover Mars and started studying Mars. And someday... Maybe we hope to be at Mars. Do you think go we're going to get there in Elon, our lifetime? Elon Musk thinks we're going to get to Elon. I think to so. Mars. I won't, but I think we will. What do you mean you won't? I'm not going. Well, not you going. <laughs> I mean, in our lifetime. Yeah, I think humankind will land on Mars at some point soon. I mean, in our lifetime. There were people that were screened somehow who signed up to go to Mars. Like they signed up to go on a one-way trip. Is that Does that sound right? Some company who said, we're going to Mars and we want people who are willing to give up their life here on Earth and know it's going to be a one-way ticket to Mars. And I don't know if they were just putting out feelers or if this was kind of a real thing, but they, they if I remember reading the story right, there were thousands of people who were willing to leave everything they knew behind to be one of the first people to go to Mars and colonize that. Because that's really what it's going to take, right? Are people who get there and know that that's where their life is going to be. They're going to be, they're going to live the rest of their days. They're going to be buried there because there's not a way to get back. And I was just amazed that there were that many people who were either discontent with their life here or wanted to find something more challenging or more purposeful, maybe that they were willing to 
take however long it takes to get to Mars and then know that's it for me. I think it takes like eight months or eight or nine, eight or nine months to get to Mars with their current technology. But you got to think it's kind of like the the pilgrims or the, you know, the first settlers to America. They left on a boat that was slow, not sure where they were going, you know, and, th- and knowing probably not being able to get back. You know, they're just going to go and see what this new place is. Got to be bold. At least in the earth, if you know you're going to a new continent, you know you can breathe the air and eat the food. When you go there, you run out of oxygen, you're in trouble. <laughs> it's true. And I think you know you know that. It's part of the whole deal. And I guess deal. that's part of why people want to do it. I do not. You're never you would never do that. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like my comforts of Earth. <laughs> there's no as long as there's video games on Mars, he'd be okay. If he can watch the NFL and play video games, he might he, maybe he, frozen meals are kind of his thing. Listen, he, we're losing lady listeners now as we speak. They're like, Joe is maybe more nebbish than I thought. If he would have said yes, uh, I Joe. Mean, only if the ladies I mean, yeah, you know, I'll 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 go. <laughs> the space capsule is dark, Joe. It takes a long time to get there. Oh boy. I'm we just saying. Stop. All right. So National Red Planet Day. You know, Scott, coincidentally, I have some questions. I mean, just that what what are the chances that relate to thriller, oh. that relate to square dancing, <laughs> and that relate to to space. It's, it's incredible. Incredible how that happened. What coincidence? Joe, I'm gonna ask you some questions. Are you are you up for some of these? You know, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it, I'm going to say a term. I'm going to give you a word. Okay. And I want you just to tell me, is this associated with, with thriller? Okay. Is this associated with square dancing? <laughs> okay. Or is this associated with, with space? All right. Doesn't, doesn't pretty, sound too hard. Pretty simple, right? Okay. Sure. So if I said asteroid, you would know that would be... Space. If I said Michael Jackson, you would know that's... Thriller. And if I said do do you would know that's... Not thriller. That's not thriller. That's <laughs> square dancing. dancing. Yes, pretty right. simple. Pretty simple. So here we go, Joe. I'm going to give you a few words. Tell me Tell me what you think. Chandler Wobble. Is that Chandler Bing's relative? That is... Joe, I can't, I can't say more. Chandler, I'm gonna, Chandler Wobble. I'm going to say it's definitely square dancing. The Chandler Wobble actually has to do with space. It actually has to do with the earth, right? What? It's a small... Like variation or disturbance in the Earth's rotation. Wow. That causes the Earth to have a little bit of a wobble. That sounds fake. The Chandler wobble. Yeah, okay. I know it well, does. So 0 for 1. 0 for 1. Cloverleaf. Is that part of Thriller, Square Dancing, or is that Space, Joe? I think Square Dancing on that one. Scott would know it. Square Dancing. Square Ooh. Dancing All it right. is. Cloverleaf is a Square Dancing term. That's right. All right. Slip the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Slip the clutch. That's right. Burn Joe. out. How would I have to do? How would that have anything to do with thriller or square? We're talking. Dancing? We're talking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it could go a lot of ways here, right? I'm gonna say thriller. Slip the clutch, Joe, is another square dancing move. <laughs> Can you picture some of these old people? Oh, All right, oh here we work. go. Now, slip the clutch. <laughs> I should have. I should have got that. Square dancing. There you go. One okay, for, here we go. Two. One for Space, three. Space, square dancing, thriller. Here we go. Ola Ray. Ola Ray. Uh, I'm going to say space. Ola Ray is actually, Scott? The actress that was next to Michael Jackson in Thriller. Ola Ray. All right, Joe, here we go. Spooky lurking. First one to say Thriller, right? Based on the description you described. I'm going to say space. Spooky lurking, Joe, is Thriller. (laughs) 
Go with your gut, Joe. Go with your gut. I thought oh, you would get that one. Man. That's the first it's... dance move as they before they begin the actual thriller dance. Really? As they're just starting to get get moving. It's called the spooky lurking. I should have known there that. There you go. All right. Wow. Got a couple more here for you, Joe, and then we're going to see what else you know. Okay, star through. Star through. Star through. That's got to be uh, space. Star through. Square dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's over here doing the star through as we speak. He knows he knows I didn't know the square that dancing moves. Joe, I even though we didn't put it out there, I think some push ups are in order here. I, have you gotten <laughs> any right? I got one right so far. You did? Which one was that? Yeah, you oh you got the clover leaf, right? Clover leaf, yeah, yeah. Clover leaf. Okay, last one. The Halo Orbit. Halo Orbit. That's definitely space. That is space, Joe. See? You redeemed Two. yourself. All right. Nice job. That's just the shape of an orbit. So there we go. Sure. You did all right, Joe. I wouldn't you've, call it all right. But. You've got, uh, you wouldn't call it more than that, but you did good. Okay. You did good. You learned some things too. But now you know Ola Ray. <laughs> At least he's come back to earth on some of his questions. That's right. We know he's human. He is human. He is human. Caught me on an off day. It's also National Christmas Light Day. Listen, I'm, I was born on Christmas and mm. I love, I love Christmas, but I, I just, I don't like Christmas lights. They really? never, they never work. They're half lit. Always. Well, you got to buy new ones every 20 years or so. Oh, no. You have to buy new ones every year. <laughs> I put my, I am so careful when I put my Christmas lights away every year. I put the, I package them so nicely and I take so much care in putting them in a tote and making sure that they don't, I don't pull them all out in a big ball. And I plug them in and they don't work. How do they not work after just sitting in a tote for a few months? I, I, I can't stand it. And then, of course, you get, a, you get some lights that work. Inevitably, a week into having them lit on your tree or on your house or whatever, they go out, right? So you have to replace them. It's I, I, it's just so frustrating. It's the most frustrating part about Christmas. There it's, you go. It's a conspiracy theory because they do sell 150 million sets of lights a year, and that's oh. how they do it, Chris. That's how they do it. That's a lot of lights. It's a lot of lights. 150 million do you, sets. Do you, do you do a lot of lights at your home? I try not to. What do you mean you try not to? I, you know, I, I like it. Just but, happen into it? Well, you know, we put them on the tree, and this year we went with a real tree instead of a oh, fake tree, because wow. the fake tree never, it would always not be lit up, right? Yeah. I mean, that was the problem. You can put lights on a fake tree, too. You can, but when you has lights embedded in it, and then you yeah. put other lights, it's just, it was, you know, anyways, we did a real tree, and then getting the lights on there, and now we, we have these really white, white lights, and, you know, they're very, they feel very, <laughs> feel very... Cold? Cold. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan. I wish that we've really? gotten the, the warm white instead okay. of the white white. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, but then you have a little remote. You can make them do different things. That's kind of cool. What about you? Do you do lights? Yeah, I put some lights around the porch. I do like a garland and the lights around the post, yeah. porch light, uh, porch post. Um, and I think it looks nice. Well, yeah, it's a little more light. Mr. Christmas light. That's right. Well, but yeah, but I haven't put a tree up the last couple of years either because it's, it's like you got to put a tree up, then you got to take it down. That's true about anything in life, though, isn't it? You wake up, and then I got to go to sleep, so why should I even wake up? Exactly. Why should I even get out of bed? Why do you make your bed? You're just going to get back that in it. That takes like five seconds. Sitting up a tree with ornaments just takes a while. That's fair. No, I, That's I, fair. I, I, I get okay. it. Now, I enjoy doing it with like family if you're visiting you know, the folks or if you have family here, you know, then definitely. But if it's just you know, just me hanging out with the dog, you know, he hasn't complained yet. So, Do you know when Christmas lights were invented? I don't, but I would say... Weren't they like originally candles? Well, that I was going to get there for oh, sure. Okay. But before Christmas lights, they would light a tree with candles. Yeah. Can you imagine dangerous. candles? Safe. <laughs> no. Let's bring a dead, <laughs> dead wood into the house. <laughs> light it on fire. Let's light them up, boys. <laughs> 
yeah. candles, and then they invented Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. So when do you think a string of lights was actually put together? Hmm. When was the light bulb invented? Hmm. Well, that's you're, that's <laughs> what you're. Even, he, I don't even know that. He asked you that question. Was that the? Was that in the? It was 1926 that the first strain of Christmas lights came. No, out. it's way. They too were sold early. by the Sears Robot Company. Way too early. I'm going to say night. Was that true? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Nebish. I'm gonna say 1947. Oh, brother! What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the guy who thought who President Kennedy was the first president to leave our country. <laughs> <laughs> who was it, anyways? I forgot. <laughs> That's beside oh, the point. The, Theodore Roosevelt. Yep, Theodore Roosevelt. So the I first... think Theodore Roosevelt had electric Christmas tree lights. Did he? He did. No way. Yes, he did. He did. Joe's not allowed to talk anymore. He's got a three-minute ban <laughs> on talking. 1880. Oh, there we go. Oh, President see, Lincoln. No, the you were were 18... turn of the century. That's amazing. 1880 was when the, when the first strand of Christmas lights were put together, what? and then uh, electric ones. Mm-hmm. And then a string of sixteen lights in 1900. Sixteen lights was the equivalent of three hundred and fifty dollars today. Isn't that wow. crazy? That was I mean, it was just, it was, folks. yeah, rich folks, very rich folks. If you had Christmas lights on your tree, you were rich. I'm embarrassed to say that I thought Thomas Edison was alive and invented the light bulb in the 1900s. It was 1880. That was way off. That's embarrassing. Did you guys ever see these lights that, they're, they're electric, but they actually had, at on the base of the light, there's a little, I, I think that's water. And they, they kind of look like candles, but these are electric. And this water heats up. I think this is right. And they kind of bubble up. Have you ever seen those? No. I think they're maybe, they maybe came out. I would say they might have been 1930s. I'm, I'm totally guessing. But they're really cool. They look like candles, but there's, they, they bubble. And I think the electricity heats them up. They're really cool. Super, I don't know what the word is, traditional or iconic of an old Christmas. Very cool. I'd love to find some and get some on our tree. They're pretty neat. That is cool. Finishing up this day in history, 110 years ago, something that revolutionized our lives happened in 1913. Hmm. Any idea what it might be? 1913. 1913 something revolutionized our way of life it wasn't, forever. It wasn't a light bulb. I can't wait to hear bulb. what Joe is going to say here. <laughs> what happened in 1913, Joe? Was that when the dinosaurs went extinct? <laughs> no. Was that the Model T? It was. All right, come on. Henry Ford invented the, or basically introduced us to the assembly line. Yeah, he invented yeah. the assembly line. You you just pulled out. <laughs> As, yeah. You just pulled out the Model T. That makes more sense than a light bulb. Joe, you befuddle me. <laughs> I want to know how you work, because I that is amazing that well, you have, knew that. I have been to the Henry Ford Museum, which okay. helps. Okay, all right, we'll give you that. Good for you. He did. And so 1913, he uh, invented the assembly line and it took the, the price of a car, the process of assembling a vehicle and selling it. In 1908, a new vehicle cost $850. And by 1925, the price of a new car was $300. Wow. That's Just amazing. because of the efficiency, the efficiency of, how, of the assembly brought. line. Yep. Wow! Mm-hmm. And so, the more, so a ton of people could afford them. More than 15 million people bought Model Ts between 1913 and 1927. Do you have any idea how many cars did he make every day? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you could do the math on yeah, I mean, 15 million thought, over those. Uh, I thought 14 I had years. heard at one point that they were only able to make 25 cars a day before the assembly line. And I have oh. no clue. Maybe Joe can find that. 
right. It, it just created so many efficiencies and it allowed more people to have, have vehicles. And you're right. Everything we have today is generally manufactured in some type of assembly line fashion. So yep. in 1925 at their most efficient rate was nine to 10,000 cars a day. Model T's. Nine to 10,000. Just Model T's, yeah. Nine to 10,000 cars. Well, and that's really what they were day. making at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of model anythings at that point. But I, I'm pretty sure that it was 25 cars a day just going by hand, you know, and I, I'm not even sure. It would have been interesting to see how they were making cars before the assembly line. Yeah, that was at multiple plants, it looks like, too. Of course. Yeah. But, but again, still, to do that many and to have the demand to sell them. Thank you, Henry Ford. <laughs> Yes. So I want to finish up with a quote. When something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. When something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor. And here's your first clue. Ooh. In 2013, he bought a Lotus Esprit. I think it says Lotus Esprit. Lotus, no Lotus Esprit because it was a 1976 version that had been fixed up to become an underwater car for the James Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. And no, when you, no, I don't know. But I knew when you said The Lotus, that, that my mind went to James Bond. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what movie that would have been. You said The Spy... Spy, The Spy Who Loved Me. The 1976 version of The Lotus. Esprit. Yeah. So, yeah, I can picture the car, but I, I don't even remember the question. <laughs> what were we trying to do? It's okay. That's a tough one. I might not... He, he bought it. So who is the person that said, when something is important enough, you do it even if the odds are not in your favor? This is just a random thing that he bought a James sure. Bond car. I don't know if... You, I thought you might have read it in the, in the news or something, but he owns a James Bond, Bond car. Another, another clue, I'll just tell you. Don't even worry about guessing because okay. there's really... He created a video game. When he was 12 years old, he created the video game Blastar. He ended up selling it to a computer magazine for $500. You're a video game guy, Joel, who created Blastar. Never heard of Blastar. It's not Steve Jobs, because you already used him before. Is it Steve Jobs? It's not Steve Jobs. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I had to go back and look at everybody I've used as I start doing this, because we've yeah. done a few now. How about, he's, he's current. It's not Bill Gates. It is not Bill Gates. Okay. All right, next next clue. Sure. Blastar. He named his son after a comic book character, Professor Xavier of Marvel's X-Men. He has a son named Xavier. So but he, guy, he admits, he, he admits it was named after Professor, yeah. Professor Xavier. So he's a little nebbish if he's doing that. Hmm. Yeah. Nostalgic. Well, he's definitely successful if he's buying cars. Well, he's he's got to be a little nerdy, doesn't he? He's a little bit nerdy. Maybe. Technology person. A lot of money. It wasn't Elon Musk. It was Elon Musk. It was Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yes, it oh. was. That just makes sense. Joe. There we go. Well, I said it wasn't. My God. <laughs> right. No, you said it, it wasn't. Is. And then Chris looked like, yes, it is. It is. Elon like, Musk. It just makes sense. Yep. He's a little nerdy. Yep. Yeah. But somebody who would want to buy that car needs to have money to spare. It was a million bucks. Right? He's yeah. got money. He's got money. So a couple other things just interesting about Elon Musk. His mom is a model, really? believe it or not. Yes. She was on sports or she was in Sports Illustrated hmm. Swimsuit Edition. Uh, and she's 74 years old. Wow. She's also really? she's also a model for a CoverGirl makeup brand. So, yeah. So, you, if you saw her, you'd be like, oh, I didn't know that was his mom. Really? But you've seen her. For sure, you've Listen, seen her. And have you seen, just on a side note, have you seen Elon Musk in a bathing suit? Have you seen some of those pictures? <laughs> oh, he looks... <laughs> he is pasty. He is pasty. He, he, he is he a little bit sunlight. white. It's really... It was something. It, it looks, was something to see him. Almost... He won't have skin cancer, hopefully, but... <laughs> 
He's made cameos in movies and TVs. Would you know that if I said that he was in Iron Man 2? Really? And he played himself in The Big Bang Theory. He's also a cartoon character uh, of himself in The Simpsons, South Park, and Rick and Morty. He dropped out of Stanford. He lasted two days at Stanford. He was there to actually pursue a doctorate in physics. Instead, he left school to start up his first company, Zip2, which he sold four years later for more than $300 million. Wow. Not bad. Yeah, Zip2 was more like it was yellow pages for business on the internet. Wow. And then other things happened. But, yep, he sold it, and he started Zip2. So he sold his... He sold his video game Blastar, and then through his course of his life, he, his first real success was with Zip2. Wow. But there's some other interesting things about this. From Zip2, he used his money, and he invested in PayPal. So he co-founded a company called X.com. It was an online bank, hmm. and it merged with PayPal. And they kept PayPal and not X.com. And when eBay bought PayPal in 2002 for $1.5 billion, oh, which he, he he did not want, and this is because I've read his, his other book, but he did not want to sell PayPal. He thought it was worth four or five, six billion dollars. He did not want to sell it, but the board and everybody said we're gonna sell it, hmm. which later PayPal puts it on its books for six billion, like it's worth ah, a lot, right? right? I mean, even more, he was right. Um, so, but he was one of the largest shareholders and he netted $175 million on the deal, which then allowed him to start the boring company SpaceX by Twitter, which is now X. But if you understand, he had a company called X.com. That's very cool. It, yep. you, you can put it together mm-hmm. now, right? So he's bringing it. It's nostalgia for him. We don't know what he's doing. We don't understand it. But for him, he's had this idea for X.com for a long time since PayPal. And now we're seeing it start to come to fruition. He also has, he owns Starlink, Neuralink, XAI, which I'm sure we will see compete with ChatGPT somewhere down the road. And he has Tesla, right? Of course. And then Tesla Energy, which was formerly Solar City. He does not take a salary from Tesla. His wealth is 100% based on the stock that he owns. So, yeah. And wouldn't you love to be able to be at the point where he is, where you can tell Bob Iger of Disney, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. In what no uncertain <laughs> terms, go jump in a lake. I don't need your advertising money. Yeah. Just go away. Go, go away. away. Right. Yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, most people would be like, that would be the pinnacle of their success if Disney said, we would like to advertise. We think you're worthy of our our, our advertising dollars. And Elon Musk just says, <laughs> See ya. See you later, pal. Guys, you didn't know that Disney came to us and wanted to advertise, and we said, No, no, thank right. you. Yep. Listen, you have to have principles, you have right. to stand for something. Absolutely. So we stand with Elon Musk. I did not know this, but he actually provided inspiration for Tony Stark. So Robert Downey Jr. met with Elon to talk about how would a, a mogul tech mogul be, and Musk gave him some ideas on how to improve the character and be the character oh, or whatever. You so, can see that now too, oh, right? Totally. You can see those two being very similar. Totally. Well, here's a few last little quotes from Elon Musk that just kind of bring it home. I would like to die on Mars. Just not on impact. I like that quote. So <laughs> that's great. That's a fun one. I'd like to die on Mars, just not on impact. See, and real quick, he one. would be the guy, like we talked about earlier, what kind of person would actually want to go to Mars? He's done it all, mm. right? He's got more money than he knows what to do with. He's done everything he can possibly do. He's bought, sold companies, been successful at everything he's done. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Why not challenge yourself and go to Mars? He also has said, life is too short for long-term grudges, which I find interesting, but he's right. Single best piece of advice Constantly think about how you could be doing things better and questioning yourself, which I think he's that he's proven that that's 
kind of how he thinks and what he does. And lastly, it's very, and this is true, right? This is true because I think this applies to even us, that we would agree with this. It's very important to like the people you work with. Otherwise, your job is going to be quite miserable. And I would say, great point. I like my job. I do. I like the guys I work with. I like the guys I work with. People I work with. Yes. Way to be, <laughs> way to, way to be inclusive, Joe. <laughs> Even though they're drippy. A little bit drippy every once in a Not while. Not all of them. That's no, right. That's awesome. Well, guys, that's a show. Listeners, thanks for being with us. And remember, be curious. Be bold. And be yourself. And listen to the outtakes after we're done. And we'll see you in a week. And also with us in studio, some people think his best days are behind him because he's not as bright as he used to be. Nope. Hang on. This is why I need to have stuff printed out. (laughs) It's hard on a phone. It is. And also joining us tonight, one more time. (laughs) He's white. So (laughs) I have pretty pale sometimes. (laughs) Right. What? I'm not sure what that means. Like dental floss last week. We said the intro was you were white like dental floss. (laughs) The women can wrap you around your finger. <laughs> okay. You know, I think, uh, um, anyway, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I'm not sure where I was going with that. You're a nebbish. <laughs> I'm not a nebbish. <laughs>